0: Hey everyone, this is Adam Helfman. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast, Contractor Therapy. And support from today's podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. Anyways, um, a lot of people ask me, you know, oh, Adam, I want to fix my house up, but I don't want to throw the money down the toilet, and I don't want to waste my money, so are there home improvement projects that pay off, and are there home improvement projects to avoid? Well, we've always talked about the ones that pay off, but today, I want to talk to you about ones that you should avoid, or at least... If you hear what we have to say about it, you might think twice. So joining me today on the podcast is Paul Sarah. Hey, what's up? And our buddy, Roberto Beauchene. Hey now. Hey now. So, um, Paul, you had told me earlier, you said, hey, Adam, you know, what What are some of the good home improvement projects? And I'm like, well, we should be talking about the ones that we shouldn't be doing. And you're like, yeah, it's a good idea. So have you? Uh, do you have any ideas or questions about any of them?
1: Yeah, I was looking at uh, some websites to try to get ideas on projects to avoid. And a lot of them revolved around, like, don't do these projects because even though they might be nice and you might think, oh, this will really help, they don't really help the resale value or add value to your house like you think they would. And one of the ones that kept popping up a lot was in-ground swimming pools.
0: Okay, yeah, so let's me let talk about in-ground swimming pools. First of all, uh, take a look at your – if you really want a swimming pool – Take a look at how many days you have in your calendar that you'll use it. Now, if you live in Arizona, you live in Florida, you live in a southern state, a swimming pool is a must-have addition to any house. Because when it gets hot, you want to cool off, you want to relax. It's a fun thing to do. Now, when you have a swimming pool, there's maintenance involved. Now move north, okay? Like our, our podcast broadcasts out of Michigan, and Michigan has about 90 days Between summer and fall for about usable. So if you're going to put a pool in your house in Michigan, understand that there's a couple of responsibilities. One, you got to have the certain codes. You have have to have a fence around it. And I think that's true anywhere. You have to notify your insurance company. Okay. An insurance company needs to be notified because you have liability now. When the neighbor's teenagers come running in the middle of the night, jumping the fence and getting into your pool, God forbid something happens. You're liable. Believe it or not, even though they didn't do anything, if they get hurt, kid jumps in the deep end, hits his neck, snaps it, bam, in a wheelchair, they're going to sue you. And you got to be careful. So there's a lot of negativities. Now, when you survey people looking to buy houses, homeowners typically don't have a swimming pool on the list as their top ten. You know what I mean? What are the top things you want in a house? Well, I want size, I want location, I want a good school district, I want a good kitchen, you know, I want to be able to have good storage. They don't ever say, oh, I need a pool. I'm getting a house with a pool.
2: I know, but every, I mean, obviously anything is gonna take a loss when you do a home improvement. When you sell your home, I just find it hard to believe you wouldn't get an extra five grand on your asking price because you have the in-ground pool.
0: Okay, well, that's a good point. So, a pool today an in-ground pool where you dig, and let's use Gunite, which is the most popular here in Michigan, fifty to 75000 on the low end. Okay? You're never going to recoup that money. Yeah, you can add money to the house, but again, you're limiting your buyers. That's if you're thinking about selling. If you say, listen, I'm coming out of this house in a pine box. I'm never leaving, and I want a pool. Have at it. Go ahead, build the pool of your dreams, but just know that there's maintenance involved. The average pool, the tile around the coping and the gunite, only lasts so many years. There's other kinds of maintenance you got to do, so you got to understand that there's a cost to having a pool with no re, 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 you know, reinvestment or return on investment, except for pleasure.
2: Yeah, I think you're probably limiting your demographic too, because a 55-year-old couple probably isn't going to want an in-ground pool and have to clean it and deal with all that stuff. You know,
0: uh, older couples. People with infants, you know, biggest people have fear today if they have a pool and they have a kid, they don't want the kid falling into the pool. So the limit is families with adult, up grown kids, like in their teens. But again, it's very difficult. And today, building a pool, it's like a lost art. Finding a pool construction company is super, super difficult. I get more complaints through Hire a Done website about pool guys. I gave him a deposit last year. He said he'll get to me this year and hasn't done shit. So, you know, it's tough.
1: Another thing that I saw on the internet, too, about the in ground swimming pools is that in most cases, you only get about 30 to 40% of your investment back, return on investment. So if you spent 45 grand on a pool, you might only get a fifteen grand boost on your resale, so that right. you really you're really taking a thirty grand bath because you added the pool.
0: Right, and that and that's sometimes stuck in someone's head. We're like, oh, I can't invest in that. But there are people who say, listen, I don't care what it costs. I want to jump in the pool, and when I'm swimming, that's all I need is for me to feel good, and that's worth it to me. It's called the enjoyment value. That value is priceless, right? However, you can talk to a real estate agent today and say, hey, I got a house that uh, has a pool and I need to sell it. You've automatically limited your buyer. Flip that around. If you're looking for a house that you want to put a pool in, sometimes you're limiting yourself because finding houses on the market that have pools are difficult. Finding houses on the market that don't have pools and that you want to put a pool in, you could find that, but the cost becomes very, very, very prohibitive.
2: what about a grotto? Does that have any return investment? (laughs)
0: Okay, so I'm glad you said that. So one of the fastest growing segments of the home improvement business is lifestyle. Outdoor kitchens, um, spas, saunas, things like that. While whirlpools are out, and that's one we'll talk about, which is people want to add, but um, leisure or lifestyle items where you call it a grotto, where you can put a, instead of putting a pool in, go get a six or seven person jacuzzi, outdoor hot tub put one of those in, build a deck around it, have a party with your friends, do what you want to do, and at the same time, you're not all in on a, on the maintenance of a pool cuz the new the new uh hot tubs and spas, they're made out of acrylic, they're made out of fiberglass. They actually you can maintain them and they last. So have you ever had,
1: have you ever had anyone ask you to put a lazy river in their backyard?
0: No, but we did put a uh, It's funny you say that because we did put um <laughs>
2: What's the thing that they call it when the like swim spa? Like when the no, cra- Castle Grayskull comes down? What's that? The moat? A oh, moat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. I would love to do a house with a moat. But we did have <laughs> a crazy. we did have a guy who had a pool and he wanted to put a jacuzzi outside and he wanted the jacuzzi to overflow into the pool. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he wanted to do like a like a, a rubber. Tire that he could slide on, but it, the cost got so prohibitive; and it was ridiculous. So we wow. didn't do that. But again, outdoor living is growing, but the cost of a pool is how would I say, pretty much preventative. If you have fuck you money, basically, you can <laughs> you can probably get a pool in and not have a problem.
1: So another way to like transition off that, since we're in the outdoors, I, another one I saw pop up a lot is expensive landscaping can hurt the resale of your house because everyone might not be looking for a koi pond in their backyard or or a giant (laughs) like rock climbing wall or something.
0: (laughs) You know, that's a really good point. So uh, fountains, ponds, koi ponds, water features are very, very pretty. But what they don't tell you is they're a maintenance nightmare. Number one, the minute you get all your flowers and everything around it and it looks so pretty, it took you about three months in the summer to get it to that. And then every day you've got animals coming and eating the flower heads. You've got bugs. You've got weeds growing through it. So it's a constant work in process. Then you've got fish in your pond. you got blue herons coming down trying to eat your fish. So people don't realize having a koi having a pond or a water feature it's very, very high maintenance, very expensive and it doesn't come easy to, when, it, when you want it to look good.
2: Yeah, you see like these uh, like it'd be like a, a remake of like the Statue of David. Like with the waterfall. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> It's very difficult, but, you know, listen, and they're a money pit. You have to have a company come maintain it. The minute the water's poisoned or something happens, the fish all die. The fish are very expensive. So if if it's a hobby for you, learn before you do. It's a very, very expensive. And then if you're selling your house, people are like, oh, it's a pond. How cute. You know, the homeowner's are going to say, oh, you have to maintain it. on right. your hands and knees. But, yeah, those are things that are what we call deal killers. Because when you get a home inspection... How does the home inspector know if the pond's working if in the wintertime time, the pond's not on?
1: I could imagine the same thing would happen, too, if you had, like, a garden in your backyard or something like that, where people are like, well, I don't want to maintain a garden. I just, that might throw people off buying your house, too.
0: Right. Personal hobbies, sunrooms. Let's use sunrooms as an example. A lot of people love a sunroom, but they don't realize that in the summertime it gets way too hot. Because it, it's, it's getting like a, it's an actual, like a greenhouse. In the wintertime, it's, if it's not heated properly, the floor gets really cold. So what's the point of it? If you're going to grow tomato plants, great. But today homeowners are trying to use four season rooms or multi-season rooms because of the new crop uh, business of uh, marijuana. They're turning them into marijuana rooms. But again, another, it's like someone doing it themselves. Support for contractor therapy comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times we're all experiencing, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And while things are changing quickly every day, one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. That's why, if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen, and they're here to help. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage, or finding a new way to navigate payments, if you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has answers. They know how important your home is to you, because you are important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com forward slash Contractor Therapy to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org number 3030. Remodeling your own bathroom. Doing the demo yourself. Oh, I can do it because you saw it on TV. And then after you do the demo, like three days later, your back is hurting. Your knees hurt. Oh, like, it's the worst. I mean, you've, done, you've been through the
2: I'm you know, I'm doing it now. And yeah, like... When you're not a professional and you don't have the right tools, you've just slowed yourself down at a 1,000%. And cost you're, yourself. You, a professional worker knows to have knee pads, elbow pads, you know what I mean? They, Crow Those guys are prepared, and I I'm sitting here with nothing. Right, you know? and you
0: don't know. And then how many times did you go to the big box store? to buy a new thing in a new piece. You'd have
2: to go three times a day.
0: Right, and that's the thing. You go three times a day, and people are like, what am I doing? And then people have the might as well, the four dirty words, right? We might as well. We might as well buy that three-piece uh, <laughs> kit for the, yeah, yeah. you know, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start all these home projects. You know, instead of just a sledgehammer, I'm getting a crowbar sledgehammer and an axe yeah. pick.
2: And you get home, and you look at all of it, and you go, uh... Yeah, what did I do? You know, what a waste. <laughs> I'm going to
0: spend $1,000 on a three-piece Dakota Dremel drill and everyone's like what why'd you buy that well you know after the bathroom i'm gonna do the kitchen i'm gonna do the basement no you're not you're gonna hire a pro like everyone else does and you're gonna you know wish you never sold that or bought that stuff that's what happens so that's the thing so those kind of projects uh you know that you avoid i would avoid um you know and this is one that's very difficult i would avoid uh Changing, you know, like expensive items in your house, like concrete driveway, unless you need it to be replaced. Like I have to do concrete driveway in my house. I have a circle of driveway. It was the pricing that I was getting was thirty to forty thousand for a new driveway. I don't want to spend thirty to forty thousand. So now I have broken concrete slabs. I'm thinking to myself, what do I do? Rip it out and put asphalt. Do I rip it out and put brick pavers? Or do I rip one slab at a time and re-pour the slabs as they need to be replaced? Right. And that like, becomes like a checkerboard. I don't know what to do, but it's so expensive. So it's like almost one of the things I have to avoid, you know? It's like a roof leak. Do you want to avoid a roof leak? Do you want to repair it or do you want to replace the whole roof? You know, if money's no object, it's so easy. Give me a new roof. Yeah. But the average roof today is 10000 12000 Who wants to do that? I don't. So I want to repair it. So I'm kicking the can down the road, but I'm gonna spend 6,000 on a repair, but who knows? So there's a lot of home improvement. What else did you, did you give them anyone else? Uh, or-
1: yeah, well on the sunrooms too, I was reading about those because that was one of them I was gonna bring up was that most people only recoup about 40, 45% on their investment on those. So you're losing money putting one of those in too. But another one that popped up a lot was Whirlpool Baths. Yeah. It's a big no-no to put in because okay, so it doesn't give you the style, value that you think.
0: Right, so here's the thing. Go in a house and ask people if they have a Whirlpool. A Whirlpool bath, for everyone out there listening, is a big tub that has jacuzzi, pub, pipes, water, you know, whatever. Ask them, oh, you have a Whirlpool? And the and the myth was that a Whirlpool sells a house better. Meanwhile, the pipes in the Whirlpool are dirty, moldy, scuzzy, scutsy, it's gross. Then you ask a homeowner, when's the last time you used a Whirlpool bath? Well, my two-year-old used to use it all the time, but now he's nine. He never uses it. <laughs> You know, my wife used it once a week. When's the last time she used it? She hasn't. So it becomes like a treadmill
2: in a house. No I mean, one uses a treadmill. I don't know any man that takes a bath. You know what yeah, I mean? There isn't. It's so it's gross. a waste
0: of space. <laughs> and it, and I'm going to add, listen, if you were to buy a house, would you buy a house that didn't have a whirlpool? I mean, is that a deal breaker? No, no one cares.
1: I don't think I would think about it. I'd just be right. like, the shower works good. Water pressure is good. Okay. Yep.
0: So whirlpools are one of those things that basically um, you need to avoid and not having a big issue. Now, if you're doing a master bathroom model or a big one and you want to add a whirlpool, go ahead. But to right now, today, whirlpools are trending down. Saunas, infrared saunas are trending up. Those are one of the big things that are happening.
1: Now, what about those that I've seen on HDTV a few times where it's like an electronic shower almost, like there's buttons you press and... You yeah. get different features that fly on. The water pressure changes. It could go from being a front shade
2: and then all of a sudden. That just they're... seems like a waste to me. It's
0: super cool on the picture. It's super cool when you use it the first time, and then it becomes a pain in your ass. Right. Here's why. Anytime you have moving parts in a house, there's a chance it's going to break. So the best advice I can give to anybody is keep it simple. When you want multiple shower heads, great. Don't get the one with the lights and the it blasts the lights to the music and the Bluetooth. Forget it. Get a shower head that comes out of the ceiling from the top, rain like an Amazon rainforest head. Get one that comes out of the wall and maybe hand out a handout sprayer and that's it.
2: And rip out the restrictor. Well <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I can't comment on that. I don't know. I don't know. Water
0: savers? Yeah, those are two point five gallon water savers. And they used to have five and eight gallons. So um, I've heard, I don't I can't corroborate this, but if you pull the little blue thing out, you get better water. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
1: So another one that I saw that came up a lot was a garage addition because it only gets about 60% of the return on investment when you install it.
0: Okay, so garages are great. And that one's a weird one for me because a garage ha- uh, if a house has a garage, it's worth more. In Detroit, when we used to remodel the houses, they were all bungalows and single-story or one-and-a-half-story, and then none of them had a garage. We'd build a garage in the back, a, a freestanding, you know, 16 by 20 and that added a lot of value to the house but it added less value than the cost of it that we know however today garages are expanding they're becoming man caves Mm -hmm. they're becoming extra accessories (laughs) they're becoming uh, you know it's a it's an add-on so for me I think a garage is a good investment if you're going to use it properly um, if you already have a garage and you're going to do an attached, a detached garage, make it into a craft room, make the garage into an, uh, a workshop, alternative use, but it's still a garage. But if you're going to do it, run power to it so that you can always add a heater if not you want to make it. But garages today, we've done some garages where we added lofts, a loft on the second floor. of the, We made a second floor out of the garage, and they loved it because it was like an art room, and then you could park their uh, their classic cars below. So a garage is one of those, I think, but again, it depends on the location. Some areas you don't need a garage. Some areas you, you're like in the country, you don't need a garage. But in the city or, you know, in a, in a neighborhood, I, I'd rather have a garage than not. So, I think a garage is a good project.
1: Well, one thing that I, that popped in my head as we've been discussing this, it's not on the list of things, but I figured like everyone talks about like a man cave or a home theater or something like that. Yeah. But those teams, especially the home theater to me, seem like something where it's like I'll, I'll, you use it like two or three times when you first have it and you never use it again. Do those actually like bring down the value of your house or do people see it and be like, oh, that's cool to have that. And they buy the house and then without realizing that they're probably only going to use it like two or three times and then that's it.
0: So people don't realize they're only going to use it a few times. You're, you're right. Specialty rooms are on their way out.
2: And technology plays a big role in that too because... Yeah, I'm going to buy a house. I'm looking at this house that has a home theater in it, but it's equipment from 2005 or something. Yeah, it's
0: got a projector (laughs) in it.
2: It's got three ring projector (laughs) in
0: from Sony that these nine inch, three colored, you know, red, green, and blue. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. So you gotta put the film through the reel. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. So again, it's a waste of space. Today's trends in all kinds of home improvement and new construction is less is more. So instead of having a dining room, which nobody uses anymore. I mean, why have a room in your house that you use three times a year? Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter, right? Why have a room like that? That room today, most people's dining rooms is used for homework, is used for bill paying. There's a whole pile of crap on your dining room table. So now the trend is expanded kitchen. Let's do a bigger kitchen with a bigger seating area. Let's do a library slash great room. You know, instead of having a separate library, separate family room, and a separate living room, let's open the floor plan. And let's use the space for bigger, uh, smaller bedroom, but bigger storage. Storage is a big trend that's growing up, but bedrooms don't have to be as big, but the closets are getting bigger. Smaller bedroom, bigger closet. What's happening is storage space, efficiency, even smarter kitchens, which brings us to the smart home.
1: Now, for other projects to avoid, when it comes to like finishing a basement, is it better to have it purposefully done or just have a finished wide open space that you could do whatever you want to?
0: That's very – so uh, most people finish their basements for for a, 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 a specific reason. I don't want my kids going out to everyone else's house on the weekends they're teenagers. I'd rather finish the basement and have the kids come to my house. I'll buy the pizzas and let them try and do what they do. I'm
2: doing that right now.
0: So you understand that. So it's better for that. Now, there's also where we'll – I'm going to move my parents into the house. I'm gonna finish the basement so I have an in-law suite or a, or a parental suite where they have their own little bathroom shower bedroom and a kitchenette so they have their own little living space or if the kids are coming back right now college the fastest growing trend in college is kids are going and doing online school and living in the parents basement so converting the basement to a new living space instead of a big open area is specific but a lot of people like to just finish the basement, put carpet, and finish the exterior walls and call it a day.
2: That's your family room, too. You have, right. You, know, you have a TV and couch.
0: And- and a lot of people like basements because it's typically cooler down there. When you're below grade, it's you know probably 12 degrees cooler than upstairs. So it's a nicer environment. As long as you have air movement, it's a great idea. Support for contractor therapy comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times we're all experiencing, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And while things are changing quickly every day, one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. That's why, if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen and they're here to help. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage or finding a new way to navigate payments, if you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has answers. They know how important your home is to you because you are important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com forward slash contractor therapy to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number
1: 3030. Now, I figure it's probably something that some people have if they're rich, but it's probably something you should avoid is like a panic room. I've done a few. You have? Yeah. They can't be like add value to the house because who really thinks they're going to need one?
0: No, it's for the paranoid customers. No,
2: remember Adam said, remember he said... So why would you need a panic room? He said, listen, when the shit hits the fan, you got to be ready. Exactly.
0: So a panic room is now a prepper room, right? Panic room used to be like, oh, my God, we're being invaded. Uh, Someone's coming to kill me. Uh, Guy broke into the house and I'm in the panic room. Help!" today's panic rooms are more of a secure room that has survival food, survival essentials, uh, guns yeah gun weapons self defense home defense uh, place where basically if the we get quarantined if the lights go out for ten days we have ten days of darkness whatever it is you have a place to go that you can you know and really what it is is a peace of mind um most people 's rooms that i've ever built and it 's only been a handful they 've never had to use it and i don 't think they ever will
1: have you ever had someone ask you to build a room or add something to the house where you were like, "Are you sure about this?" Like, about, are you, yeah, yeah. I where had you it. had to like set them aside and be like, "Look, this is you're not going to get back what you think you're going to get on this, or this is definitely something you're going to want to have three times. Okay. Three times.
0: One time was a bowling alley in the basement, and um, one time That's was so a stupid. a bunker. I mean, it's cool, I guess, an but underground like... bunker. And the other time was a uh, room for birds. So I had a lady... Like an aviary? Yeah, here's what we did. She uh, had a room off the back of the house that had a flat ceiling. She wanted to make it a, a vaulted ceiling. so we And it was a separate room, single story. We cut the roof off, and we put a vaulted ceiling in it. So like a church steeple. And we insulated it. We put lights at the top. We put two skylights. But the, instead of drywall, we used what they call FRP board. FRP is that plastic board you see in restaurants in the back of the kitchen. You can spray it off. So we did four by eight sheets of FRP all the way to the ceiling. The whole place was plastic. And she did it. We put a tile floor. We put a drain in the floor. And we put a a sprayer hose in there. So she could power wash the walls. And about 8 to 12 feet up, we put these little stoops. Where the birds, she had cockatoos and parrots. And they'd fly up there and they'd stake up there and they'd shit on everything but she could power wash everything scrape the floor right down the drain and um it was a mess it turned it smelled like shit (laughs) (laughs) you know she called me one day (laughs) one of that one of the frp boards was peeling away from the ceiling water must have got behind it or whatever and it wanted me to repair and i'm like you know what i'll repair that no problem but when i got there there was a terrible smell there was bird poop everywhere. I swear I, I thought I was going to get Legionnaires disease because <laughs> and I had to get scaffolding. We had to go in there and caulk behind it screw into the Drywall behind and then put a white cap over the screw because I wasn't going to let it peel again.
1: Do you think it like
2: a special permit for that or do you have to talk to like an animal do, society or something? I didn't.
0: I warned her not to do it.
2: Well, that reminds me of another one I think that like people get like a, a whole wall aquarium, you know, the, the big ass fish tank. Right, as you know, soon as it breaks. <laughs> I mean, I would hate to buy a house that has that built into it. What the hell am I going to do with that?
0: So we did a job where we didn't do the aquarium, but it was a kitchen. And a family room. And in between the kitchen and the family room, he wanted a two-sided fireplace with an aquarium above it. So the two-sided fireplace was 42 inches wide. Okay. The aquarium was 96 inches, custom made. So what we had to do was reinforce the floor below because the aquarium was sitting on the fireplace, the fireplace sitting on the floor. So what I had to do is I had to put four by four posts on top of they run horizontal on top of the fireplace. So that it was like a like you were carrying these two things and it, like you know when you carry king queen, queen king yeah. whatever so we put that on and then we put posts on those and then beams underneath and then beams in the basement so the the load got distributed properly mm-hmm. so there was nothing on top of the fireplace that was heavy but when you put the it was twenty five hundred gallons some crazy or three thousand gallons for the fireplace or for the uh, for the, the the aquarium and. We had to engineer it, so we had to build it. But then we had to do and say, I said to the guy, why don't we put a drain next to the fireplace? If it breaks, the water will go into the drain and out. He's like, oh, no, because he didn't want to spend the money. Okay, no problem. So we built this. I never got to see the finished product, but it was so heavy what we were building. And then we had to reinforce the floor because three thousand pounds of 3,000 gallons is more than two tons. A ton is 2,000. It's like 4,000 pounds. So we had to design it to, you know, I almost put a steel beam in, but I did. I did it with 4 by 4s but crazy, you know. The one time I did talk a homeowner out of it was um, was a, a bunker. He wanted to excavate his backyard. I had found a homeowner. How
2: deep can you go? Like,
0: on a bunker? Yeah. Well, the question is, is can you get permits for that? What's the point of putting a bunker in? So they build these bunkers now. They're big, they're big uh, round drain pipes that they put they weld them together and they weld a tube that goes up to the ground and you have a staircase with a a hatch locked it goes down and they have vent holes that go up to vent yeah and it you know it's underground it's about a thousand square feet they're about a hundred grand to do it again what are you going to do with it down there I yeah. mean, if the shit hits the fan, I want to be like, if they're going to drop a bomb, I want to be where they drop it so I don't feel myself. <laughs> I want to be vaporized instantly. So, But again, home improvement projects that don't pay off, you have to make that decision on your own. Because some people say, I don't care what it costs. I want the heated seat on my toilet. I want the heated floors. I want the heated towel warmers. And yeah, I spent 5000 more, but it's for me. And I'm going to enjoy it. I know I'm not going to get the money out of my house when I do it. I know that a metal roof is 50000 and a new asphalt roof is 12000 Am I ever going to get my 50000 out? It depends on who you ask, but probably not. However, it's something that I personally want. So in, in le- the lesson learned here is there are a lot of home improvement projects you should avoid. But again, always at the end of the day, measure personal use, personal enjoyment value, as opposed to how long you're going to stay in the house. So, anyways, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Do me a favor. Please hit the subscribe button if you found the information useful. Obviously, you can comment below. Uh, Contractor Therapy is available at radio.com or the iTunes, Apple Store, uh, Google Play, either one of them, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.